Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh, my God. Times have changed. There are no rules. You're going to love it. Hello, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest news shows on Binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Boehm, here with Ali Herbert-Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, this week, we are talking about two British shows, but they probably couldn't be more different from each other. That is true. Are you in the mood to binge something like a rom-com movie, in which case we're talking about The Lovers? Or are you into a really good true crime drama series, in which case watch The Sixth Commandment? We're going to talk about them both, hey? Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with The Sixth Commandment. Do you think Christ wants you to be lonely and unhappy? That's a good point, isn't it? Why? Because I do not think it is possible for me to be loved. Based on a chilling true crime, The Sixth Commandment unravels the horrifying and mysterious deaths of two elderly neighbours, exploited by a cunning church warden who exploited their faith and loneliness. Starring Timothy Spall and Anne Reid, the series has been praised by critics, with Guardian describing it as as immaculate a piece of TV as you will ever see in their five-star review. Ali, this is only four episodes, but it uh, really sticks with you, huh? Totally. I remember last year when This Is Gonna Hurt came out, you said, I think this will be one of the best shows of the year and one of the best things to come out of England this year. And The Sixth Commandment, it's so well done and it's kind of told slowly. And I don't mean that in like a, it doesn't move fast enough way. I just mean in that it feels like you're actually watching real people. Like it's so well acted and it's so grounded and natural in its setting and it's not like flashy police work or people running around. Like you really feel the level of deceit of the way that this man does because it's kind of so intimately shot in these people's houses and so well put together that it stays with you because his crime is so personal. Yeah, we've spoken about this a few times. Not only obviously the Brits do this sort of crime really well, especially where they foreground the victims, where it's more about the victims, Mm. it's not glamorising the crime or, or the police work. But with this story, the fact that it is a true story, these are real people who went through this very horrific moment in their lives, there's a delicacy, the way that it's treated. Mm -hmm. It's so personal, it's so intimate, and it's done so respectfully because these are real people whose lives were cut short by this horrible person who who entered their lives and took advantage of them. It's such a special series. And, yeah, like I said, it's only four episodes. It touches on some really powerful themes which will really connect with people. One of them is obviously faith because the person at the center of this that committed these crimes was a church warden and took advantage of these people's very genuine and sincere Christian faith. Mm. And then also there's sort of this theme of both age, because both of these people... A retired elderly. Yeah, a retired and elderly. But otherwise healthy, like nothing wrong with them. Like They're not about to die, you know what I mean? Like One of them's just retired from teaching. And and I guess the other theme that is very compelling and sort of adds to the extra level of tragedy is the Timothy Spall character, Peter Farquhar, mm-hmm. the real man that he's portraying, has this sort of lifelong, almost repressed 
sexuality and romance and urge that he sort of has in his life Mm -hmm. that he's held back this whole time. And this man who comes into his life sort of lets him open up this part of himself, which he sees as being this beautiful thing. And then obviously he's taken advantage for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's so tragic. It's so, it's so sad, but it's also just so compelling and so, so well done. It has the things that you want when you follow a story like this, especially with a true crime series where often you're there making a murderer, the staircase. Is this guy guilty? What really happened? You also get the satisfaction of a conclusion of a court case in the final episode as well. So it's not this kind of sadness of, of something quite tragic happen and not see the carriage of justice happen or not see the outcomes of it, which I really liked as well because it kind of beautifully over the four episodes is almost the first two episodes each about one of the victims and it's done in a very deep and kind of intimate way. So you get a real sense of what they've done and then in episode three they're kind of putting it together and episode four it reaches its conclusion. So if you kind of want to watch it all at once or kind of binge it over a weekend, there's yeah the satisfying element of watching a great performance but also seeing the story really conclude because it really at the end you're left with a moving sense of what's happened, isn't it? Yeah, the episodes open saying that it's a true story and that it's based on the enormous amounts of sort of documentary evidence mm-hmm. that was left because particularly Peter Farquhar, the gentleman that Timothy Spall is portraying, wrote diaries like his entire life and documented sort of every single moment of his life. And it was the police and the family that were able to use these like detailed descriptions of everyday life that they were able to actually piece together what ended up happening to him. So, you know, you often see these shows and sometimes you just know they're taking all these sort of creative leaps by just, you know, assuming things happened or whatever. But there was so much evidence in these diaries that I heard an interview with Sarah Phelps who wrote and created the series that she was saying that there was so much for them to work on that they didn't have to sort of invent moments or create scenes because it was all documented for them, which just makes it so personal. For those that aren't religious, the sixth commandment in the Ten Commandments in the Bible is the sixth one is thou shalt not kill. It's so worth watching, isn't it? It's, yeah, great, great, great television. Yeah, and the man at the centre of this that perpetrated all these crimes is brilliantly portrayed in this it's such a complex character and he also what i found really interesting was he sort of drags in a friend Mm. into all of this and his friend gets completely caught up in this even though he's sort of on the periphery of it he basically becomes one of the key suspects in Mm. it the murder in this is so spooky in terms of not ghoulish spooky but just eerily calm and psychotic there's no big gaffes or violence shown but the level of evil that comes across in his performance is just haunting it's the thing that's stuck with me after i finished watching it like it's his performance is just exceptional isn't it john yeah and i think one of the lawyers in the final episode which is sort of all about the court case talks about how he was playing this long game and he really was it's not your traditional crime in any sense he seduces these people both like emotionally and physically and works his way into their lives and becomes sort of irreplaceable in these people's lives it's creepy and weird and it's almost a type of crime you haven't really seen on tv before because again the the actual crimes are so subtle in a way because it is this long game that he's playing with these victims. And that's why it feels so intimate. That's why I feel like I didn't say it right before and I was like, it feels like a reality show because that makes it sound like it's not beautifully crafted, but it's so intimate and the slow way in which he infiltrates these people's lives and lives in their houses and stuff. The deceit is so intimate. They can get so close to these people in a way that is so vulnerable and they rely on him and 
in a way that you would look after your grandparent or dear family member and then he just sees them like it's just it's heartbreakingly evil the psychoticness of it is that like after he is done with his first victim he like literally almost just moves to the neighbors mm. But yeah, like we said, it's it's only four episodes and I think you'll struggle to not keep watching. But all four episodes of The Sixth Commandment are streaming now on Binge. It's peaceful. He's a wonderful man. Well, so you say, but I don't know him. It's you and this man. His name is Ben. Ben lived with him and Peter got ill. And then Ben lived with my aunt and she got ill. What's that? I think I need to talk to the police. What happens when opposites attract? The Lovers is a brand new comedy from Sky in the UK that explores the unlikely romance between Janet, a Northern Irish cashier, and Seamus, an English journalist, as they navigate their cultural clashes, family dramas, and personal secrets in this witty and warm-hearted show. Jan's got a boyfriend. Seriously? What brings you to Belfast? I'm presenting a TV series. You're presenting? Yes. Oh, stop hitting me, please. Who is he? He's nobody. He's not nobody. He's famous. His girlfriend's famous too. His girlfriend. I know it's terrible. Ali, we often talk about shows that are coming up on Binge. This is a show that has been out on Binge for a couple of days. All episodes are streaming for you right now. And I say that because it has been very cool to see how much people have loved this and how much they are absolutely speeding through all six episodes. This is very, very bingeable. It's, yeah, as you say, it's six episodes of a comedy, but there's some depth to it as well. There's some other parts that I kind of came for the comedy and the love and was surprised at some of the punch that it packed with some of the themes. But it's like, you know, when you sit down and watch a really good rom-com film, it's kind of like watching a really long rom-com film. And, yeah, I got really stuck into the characters and a really interesting meet-cute and what kind of brings these two together in the first place, isn't it? It's hard to say without it sounding really dark, (laughs) and it is, I guess, but they meet because he's kind of running away from some youths and she's about to kill herself, which is not a typical meet-cute for a rom-com, but it does bring them together and they've been sort of forged over this life changing moment he's of irish descent but he's a english journalist who's sort of in a different world you know interviewing foreign secretaries and dating models and all that and she's a northern irish like supermarket cashier who's living a very different life i mean they get thrown together in this moment and you know sparks fly and i think that's it really i mean they are from really different worlds and that's probably the bit where you might go oh do i really believe that these people however they met are going to stick together but there's great chemistry between them isn't there when the fourth episode started i was like i'm already up to ep4 you know what i mean it just kind of like was one of those shows where it just went really quickly and really easily and there's also a little bit of moral ambiguity because it's not like you're a hundred percent rooting for them because like he's got a girlfriend like she's a, she's a little she's she's yeah it's sort of like it's not a traditional rom-com in that you're sitting there going like oh these two are obviously perfect for each other and there's nothing in their way yeah. and of course they'll end up together you know i think it's the second episode they're at a bar and i think she's like let's have an affair it's not a traditional rom-com plot point That's of true. deciding to have to deciding to have an affair That's a good point but also some of the heavier well, not heavier again but some of the heartier stuff really comes in that goes Oh, this show's actually got a lot to say that it's trying to say. It's set in Northern Ireland. It's set in Belfast. They start, there's actually a bit of a double meaning in the lovers, which I won't give away. If you know anything about Irish history, that might mean something to you. Seeing it set in a different city and showing that lens, I thought was really interesting. And then it's got 
quite a bit to say. There's a bit with her background that, you know, in terms of getting out of the way of yourself and what would stop people being together. There's quite a big kind of bit of a twist at the end that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, gosh, this is, yeah, it's more than just just fluffy love. Although there was the rom-com kiss in the rain. It's like, be under the umbrella. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a kiss in the rain. There's like a kiss after they fall over. Sitting on a bench by a river. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of reviews vaguely compared it to Starstruck, which mm-hmm. is a show that we also have on Binge, only really on the level in that it's like a mildly famous person dating like a civilian, which is also like the plot of Starstruck is obviously a, a massive celebrity dates a woman, like a normal person he meets mm-hmm. in the pub. And the lovers has some of that, but a very different extent because he's just a sort of a journalist that she's never heard of. <laughs> and it also just gave me great Colin from Accounts vibes as well. So if you loved Binge Original Colin from Accounts, this is a very different story, but I think whenever two people from different worlds are thrown together and some sparks fly. Something unusual kind of makes them stick, doesn't it? Yeah, usually makes for good television, <laughs> which which it does in both The Lovers and Colin from Accounts. So look, bit of fun. I'd give The Lovers yeah. a go. If you're looking for a for a good binge, if you're looking for something new to watch, yeah, this is it. Six apps waiting for yeah. you now. I think it is a classic, like, watch in two days or less kind of show, which we all need in our lives. So, as Ali said, all episodes of The Lovers are streaming for you right now on Binge. We're completely different people from completely different worlds. Give him a chance. He's English. Oh, what did you do that for? It's just instinct. I'm not used to people trying to kiss me. Ali, it's that time of the show where we talk about dinner party recommendations. I'm going to be an enormous cliche and (laughs) talk about the show that I am best known for talking about. Can we just stop the podcast now? And if we could do a live poll, (laughs) listeners, I reckon all of our loyalists would get this. Whether it's in the office or on the podcast or just on the train, the one show that I have to resist recommending every day, but I have an excuse to talk about it today, is, is of course no! Task, uh, Taskmaster. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing up Taskmaster because Taskmaster New Zealand Season 4 is now streaming for you on Binge as of this week. The New Zealand version is beautiful and really well done and just a great adaptation of the UK series. Season four has some very familiar faces, including Melanie Bracewell, which Australian audiences will know from the cheap seats. It's got Karen O'Leary, which people will know from Wellington Paranormal. But yes, all of season four of Taskmaster New Zealand is now streaming along with season one, two, three. So a bunch of Taskmaster New Zealand for you this week on Binge. And of course, big fans of OG Taskmaster. Also very excited that we have the new season of the UK version that we'll be fast-tracking from later this month as well. So tons of new Taskmaster. It's a big month for Taskmaster. And I'll stop talking about Taskmaster. (laughs) Ali, what is your dinner party recommendation? I love it. You're the captain of the fan club. I'm talking about the Joel McHale comedy. You always tell us, John, that you've got a sitcom on the go all the time because you want something that's got good episode count, you know what you're getting, and we go back and rewatch some of our faves. But currently rewatching 30 Rock, everybody. Yes, and we've just put, I know it's not a sitcom, but we've just put West Wing up and we're watching that again. But if you were looking for a new sitcom, this is a show that dropped a few months ago on Binge that you might have missed called Animal Control. If you like community, Parks and Rec, it's a really cool workplace comedy. It's actually set in Seattle with a bunch of people in Animal Control. So, you know, their job is to go out and 
find and reunite and report lost animals we've got the first season 12 episodes season two has been recommissioned it's coming back we'll see that next year hopefully so if yeah if you're looking for a good group of kind of quirky characters throwing together through their workplace i'd try animal control what did you think of it john i loved it there aren't enough of these 30 Rock community Parks and Rec style shows out in the world anymore. And this one definitely sort of fills that hole for you. So yeah, absolutely check out Animal Control. And I think of probably more than a few weeks ago now, I think my dinner party recommendation, if you remember, was Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness, the series where he goes around the world sort of discovering what other cultures define as happiness. And Ravi Patel is in Animal Control. So little dinner party crossover there. That is true. That is a great crossover. And Grace Palmer, of course, from New Zealand. As you're talking, here we we always find a way to connect our connections, our shows. Yeah. We just talk about Taskmaster New Zealand. But Grace Palmer is also super charming in it as well. So lots of reasons to give it a go. And yeah, like you said, season two, hopefully not too far away, but yeah, sometime next year, we think. Yeah. Great recommendation. Neighbor complaint on licensed ostrich farm. Should I be concerned? They are violent and have famously bad temperaments. So this week on Skip Intro, we talked about The Sixth Commandment. We talked about the new British comedy, The Lovers. I recommended that you check out Taskmaster New Zealand. And Ali recommended Animal Control. All of these are streaming for you right now on Binge, which of course you can find on your favourite device. My name is John Bowen, joined every week by Ali Herbert Burns. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chrissy Yates. And we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro. <laughs>